A few things before we have uh, Jesse come. Um, first, my mind is in a few different directions. Next Sunday, uh, Sunday evening, we're going to do a little kind of hymn sing where you can kind of come hang out. There's not super formality to this thing. It's to come just kind of hang out, fellowship with one another. Um, I don't know what you're into, but if you want to bring something to crochet or do in the midst of that, you know, I don't know what that is for you, but uh, it's not as though it's this grand focus time, but just kind of a time of hanging out, singing through some good old traditional Christmas songs and uh, honoring the Lord that way. So it's not a very formal time of worship. It's just kind of like a, a hangout time. So feel free to come out to that next Sunday um, at 6 p.m., 6 p.m. Also, then, uh, I'm going to introduce Jesse in a second, uh, but Jesse and his family, the Goins to the Nations, you guys remember praying for them now? Yes, 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 yeah, you remember? All right, all right, we've done it, all right? Um, so if you'd like to sign up, receive uh, email and whatnot, updates from them. They actually sent one out just this past week, so that gives you insight into what God's doing. It helps you understand how you can be interceding for them and praying for them. So if you'd like that information, you can sign up on this sheet. Uh, this will be going around during uh, this time. Um, also, and this is kind of like in left field, and for some of you, you have no connection, uh, but for many of us, um, Aaron Radano uh, is a name that, um, again, some of you may not know, but she's worked within Sovereign Grace. She's served us as pastors in countless uh, ways, all our conferences. She was on the backside of things, serving us and helping out. So she's helped out Sovereign Grace and our denomination in countless uh, ways. Uh, but just on Thanksgiving Day, her husband, who's been battling cancer now for some time uh, went to be with the Lord, and so that leaves two little daughters um, uh, in that family. So it is a it is a hard, hard uh, blow to that family as well as to the church family, uh, which is in Glen Mills uh, Covenant Fellowship Church. So I just want to pray for them in particular, then introduce Jesse, uh, and he'll come bring the word. So let's pray together. Um, Jesus, we, we thank you even now um, that for those of you who've come to know you, it is not death to die. Jesus, thank you that you have overcome the grave. And so while Aaron and her two daughters mourn the loss of their husband, father, God, we pray that you would bring extraordinary comfort to their hearts. God, we pray that that's not just kind of disconnected, light feelings, but we pray that that comfort comes directly from understanding and knowing you and your presence, that you are the one who, again, has overcome death. As we've celebrated, you are the king over all, including life and death. And so even in moments of great sorrow, Jesus, would you be a comfort and Jesus, in, in that way, we, we look forward to your return. Man, we've experienced loss upon loss. We, we just want to see you return. Make all things new. We want to see you face to face. 
and all your glory and all your beauty and, and, and see faith come to sight. Um, so God, um, again, tend to their hearts, uh, tend to our hearts through this season, we pray. And now as we turn to uh, consider your word, hear the testimonies of what you're accomplishing in Queens, God, we honor you. We honor you as the God who rescues. You come and redeem, and you, you, you pick the ones up who are estranged from you and who don't know you, and you, you bring them home. You bring them to yourself. So, God, I pray your blessing upon our time as we hear testimony from what you're doing, even in Queens. And we, I even ask on the forefront of this, um, the Spirit of God, would you lead Jesse to... Uh, testify, brag on you as as is glorious to do, um, and and would you empower him to speak truth into our, our hearts and lives so that we, even on the ground here, might do a better job at just glorifying you and ministering to others. So we ask your blessing upon this time in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Jesse, how many? Five months, right? Jesse and his family. So as he comes up here and tells some of the story of what God's doing, think about this. Five kiddos <laughs> being taken up to Queens, New York. They've moved their family from Downingtown, the Downingtown area, up to New York now to serve immigrants. Um, and to do that comes at no small sacrifice. But even as we read from Paul's statement in Colossians chapter 1, he says, I'm, I'm suffering afflictions. I, I've, I, I'm feeling the sacrifices that go into mission and to ministry. And yet it's for the sake of seeing others come into God's family. So when you see Jesse up here, as you hear him speak, know that he's a dude who in many respects is laying down his life for the sake of honoring Christ and his kids get to be involved in that. I don't know if there's, if there's anything, even as one who grew up in a pastor's home, that was more formative for me than watching dad and mom make decisions on behalf of the family that would lead us into mission, knowing that it would come at significant sacrifice to our family. I look at those moments, and I hated it as a kid in the moment. It's like, why are we doing this? I got friends here. Why are we moving, you know? Uh, and yet, there are the things that now I can look back and say, wasn't he worthy? He was worthy. He was worthy of these hard decisions that mom and dad would make. The Savior is worthy of our sacrifice to see that gospel go forward so that many are brought into his kingdom. So Jesse is on the front lines of some of that ministry. So let's welcome him as he comes this morning. Thank you. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're allowed to say that now, right? We're in December. We got snow in the forecast, I think, coming up. We're all, Thanksgiving's behind us. Our food comas are over, hopefully. No? I'm seeing some head shakes. All right, no. Me neither. Good. We're in the same boat. It's, I'm just getting out of it just to get back into it right before, right before Christmas. Um, so, yeah, to give just a little bit about myself, I'm just so thankful to be here. I'm just, it's just a joy to be here, to be connected with, with you all as, as family. Um, me and Dan go, go way back to the early 2000s. We were in school together. Um, and then God and his kindness just continued to, through the years, kind of weave our paths to, together. So I'm just so thankful for this man, for his family. We pray for them all the time. Pray for you guys all the time. I'm excited to, to not just hear what God's doing, but to see it. To see what God's doing in this body is really exciting. So Dan asked me to come and, and um, just kind of share what God's doing in Queens 
right now. We've only been up there for five months, but God is amazing, and he's big, and he's doing some big things. So um, I just want to share some of what God's doing, kind of what brought us. I'll bring it back a little bit. What brought us to Queens and what God started doing in our hearts to cause us to get up there, what we're doing up there, and then some of the amazing things that he's doing and how you guys can come alongside us and, and pray for our family and pray for the, the ministry opportunities that, that are up there. So um, we'll jump to the next slide, slide here. My wife and I, and my family's not able to be here. I'll show you a picture of them at the end, um, but they're not able to be here this morning. We're actually hosting house church back in, in Queens uh, this afternoon. So she's just making sure that everything is, the doors unlocked and ready for people to come in, uh, just in case I don't make it back in time. <laughs> so, um, so God just started working in our hearts about a year. I mean, this has been a long process, but really um, January of 2018, so almost two years ago, um, there was just something that as, as we're reading through the word, we're just seeing this, this flow through the word of God's heart for all people. God's heart for the nations. We just kept seeing it. I, I'm sitting here in a text in like Psalms, and then Monica is over in Luke, and we're seeing the same thing. We're just seeing, well, God has a heart for all people. And this theme just goes throughout, and it just kept happening. Every time we would talk about, this is where I was in the Word this morning, and she would say the same thing, and we're like, man, what is God doing? He's really drawing this to, to our eyes big time. So we started praying, God, what do you, what, what do you want to do? I was, I was um, on track to become a pastor at Brandywine Grace Church in, in Downingtown um, and, and um, just going through that whole process. And we just started praying, God, what does it look like for us to, to reach the nations? And we had no idea, so we started to research. And we decided to do two missions trips up in New York City that we knew were both specific to diaspora, to people groups from all over the, the world coming into their, their displaced people groups coming into the United States. So we said, let's go check those out. Um, and God's sovereignty, he already had those, those planned through, through our church. So she jumped on one in June of 2018. I jumped on another one in July of 2018. And, and God just continued to, to, to transform our hearts in, in, in this area for our hearts, for the nations, for, for all peoples. So we got back from these, these trips and we just knew this is what we're supposed to be doing. Um, so, so, so what does this, what does this look like? So we started researching some things and talking to the pastors, uh, the other pastors at Brandywine Grace. So, the, so the next, the next slide here will just show you. This is what we we discovered. This is what we found out through um, a lot of research. We've seen that God and His sovereignty is actually bringing people from all over the world right here. You guys are seeing it right here in Philly too. Right, so it's it's not unique. This isn't something that God's only doing. So Philly's a global city. New York City's a global city. It's happening in London. It's it's happening in Rome. It's happening all over the place. It's happening in Toronto. So all over the place, we're seeing migration happening, and God and His sovereignty is bringing people, many from unreached people groups, many from nations and people groups that have no access to the gospel right now, and they're coming here where they do have access to the gospel. So so our vision here with International Project. This is, this is our hearts. God's doing something in our hearts. And then we, we run into International Project, which was actually the mission trip that I went to last July. And it just aligned. I, I read this. This is their mission statement. International Project exists to initiate church planning movements through diaspora unreached people groups. And that's if I could write down what God was doing in our hearts, it's almost exactly that. God, how can we reach these people? How can we initiate something here for it to then go back? So, so the next slide there shows the arrows going from the U.S. back 
into the 1040 window. So I'm just gonna share a couple quick stories with you that are really, really exciting. So, so check this out. Um, two churches have already started since we've been up there. So two, two churches have started. One, it's an all Chinese speaking church. So there's a guy, his name's Ray. Don't ask me how to, it, it does not sound how it's spelled. Um, but his name is Ray. Um, and and he's, he's, a, he's a Chinese believer, but he's been kind of stagnant in his faith. Just kind of just going with the flow. Hasn't really been active. And God, did, I mean, years kind of in church, God did something. He activated him and he started, I, I, I want to go make disciples. I want to be a disciple-making disciple. He's seeing it right in Scripture. He said, I need to do this. So he has this desire kind of activated in his heart. How do I live out my faith? I want to live out loud for Jesus. Then at the same time that this is happening, God's doing, doing this. And this is, you can't make these things up. This is God's stories, right? So then we actually did a training. I, I went up there before we, we physically moved up there. I went up there to help a, a co-labor up there do a training up there for people. Um, we do mission trips and trainings. So the same trip that I was on last July, sitting and, and listening, I was now on the other end and doing, doing some training. So this group came up from Oklahoma. And we're doing some training and how to share the gospel and different things with, with um, different, different ethnicities. And this guy goes out. He, we, had, we did not train him in, in this at all. He goes and he just says, I feel like the Spirit of God is telling me to just start proclaiming the gospel on the street corner right now. That was not in the training to do street preaching. But he just started doing it. He said, I've never done it before. He goes, I don't ever plan to do it you know, in the future unless God really tells me. But I had this overwhelming sense that I'm supposed to share the gospel just loudly. So he does it. He's standing on the street corner. He's just sharing the gospel. And this little crowd kind of gathers, and this, this Chinese lady comes and says, I just want to stand here and kind of encourage him in this because she's, she's a follower of Jesus. So then this guy's wife goes and introduces herself to this Chinese lady who's kind of st standing around. So they start talking, and, and, and she gets her number and says, I don't live here. I'm from Oklahoma, but let me connect you with, with somebody, and maybe you guys can, can, can connect and, and see what God does. So she comes. This is now Friday. She comes and shares with, with a, a lady that lives up there. Here, here's this, this lady's number. So she gives it to him, or gives it to this, this uh, co-laborer of mine, and she puts it in her phone and goes, I already have her number. We met just last week. The day after she moved from China to America, we met. I shared the gospel with her. She told me she was a believer, but she said, I really haven't seen God pursuing me in, in my life, and until I see that, I'm not going to do anything. And then the next week in a totally different section of town, she hears this guy proclaiming the gospel on the corner. So now she's activated. Oh, man, God's, God's pursuing me. I, I want to do something. Then third guy, he's sitting up in his, this, this guy, he's, he's sitting up in his apartment, and he just gets to thinking. He's just contemplating. He's alone, and he's thinking, what is the meaning of life? So you're seeing God, God's fingerprints all over this. He's pursuing different people. What is the meaning of life? So it, here's his thought process. I work to make money, to eat, to then work to make money to eat. So maybe the purpose of life is food, is eating. So he goes, I need to contemplate this more. So he gets out of his apartment, goes and sits on a bench in the park. And up come two of my friends, prayer walking through that park, and they stop him and ask if they could pray for him. And he, he said, I have one question, one thing that you can pray. Pray that God shows me the meaning of life. And they share the gospel with him, and he comes to Christ. 
So then the, these three believers now come together and they start a church in, in the one lady's home. Now her husband, who's an unbeliever, is now coming. And he's so close to coming to the faith. He's so close. So it's just amazing. So this is, that's one church that's, that's, that's starting. And God's doing this. All, all, there's a Puerto Rican guy that, that was out on a smoke break. And, and this guy comes, he's, pro, he's, he's praying, and he stops the guy and shares the gospel. And he says, yeah, I'm interested in, in, in studying the Bible. So he gets together, and then he gets connected with another Filipino guy and his family who just started a church, and then another church starts. And God is doing something in all these different nationalities, and he's bringing people together so that, and there's other stories, and I could tell stories for days. There's other stories of we've seen this happen already. Since we've been up here, we've seen people come to Christ and then go back to where they came, to, to the land that they came from, and start churches. So, so in Senegal, there's, there's three new churches that, are, that, that, are, that have been started from a lady who came to faith because she overheard somebody sharing the gospel with somebody else. And she stopped and said, can you tell me that story too? So she comes to faith, and then another guy who was delivering pizza to a friend of mine, the friend of mine just said he just tries to live out loud for Jesus as much as he can. So he just said, as he gets his pizza, he asks where he's from. He says, I'm, I'm from Senegal. And he goes, God's doing amazing things in Senegal. That's all he said. And the guy said, why do you say that? So he started getting in a conversation. They started a Bible study. And about six months later, this guy comes to Christ. These two, he, um, he goes back and he goes, I'm lost over in Senegal. He's, he's talking to my friend Kevin. I'm lost over in Senegal. I don't know what to do. And he says, let me... Let me get you in touch with this other lady who came to Christ that's from Senegal. And then together, they've actually started uh, multiple churches. So God is on the move. He's, he's doing amazing things. All we need to do is just jump, jump in for the ride, right? We just grab the train that's already moving and, and we're going. So God's doing this on our hearts. Here's our vision. From the unreached that are represented in Queens to the unreached. And, um, you know, back, back to their... Back to their home. So we can jump over to the next one. This gives a little bit more sp specific to where we are. So we actually live in a neighborhood called Jackson Heights, Queens. Um, so within Queens, within that borough, every other person, so 50% of the people there, um, are foreign born. So there's a lot of opportunity for, for people that are, that, that are coming from, from other nations, uh, many from unreached people groups. Jackson Heights is actually the most culturally diverse neighborhood in the entire world. So last Monday, my friend and I were out, and we were, we were praying, and we were sharing the gospel with people just, just on, on the street. We, we were out, and um, we shared with about 40-some some people. And out of those 40-some people, 13 different ethnicities just in our neighborhood. Just imagine. Just imagine with me, because God's bigger than our imagination, right? So we cannot out-imagine the amazing things that God can do, right? So we can't, we can't have dreams that are bigger than who God is and what He can do. So imagine those 13 different ethnicities just in one afternoon that, that we're talked to. Imagine even just a couple, two, three of those coming to Christ and going back. Going back and bringing the good news of Jesus back to their people. That's amazing what God can do. We've seen church planning movements started through things like this through people coming to faith over here in the United States, what an opportunity. Your neighbors, your coworkers, right here, right where you live, they can bring that back. There's connections. There's, even if they don't go back, there's family connections. The world is flat today with technology. People are FaceTiming all the time. 
They're video chatting like, they, like they're next to each other and, and they're countries apart, they're time zones apart. So, so relationships are, are, are across oceans the way that they've never been able to be before. What an amazing opportunity. God in his sovereignty, in his timing, look at what he's, look at what he's doing. So, so this is where we live and we actually live, I'll, I'll give you kind of a glimpse into what, what God was doing. Um, that bottom picture there is, di- is a section of Diversity Plaza. So there's a place called Diversity Plaza in Jackson Heights, just a, a place that they created to celebrate the, the diversity. There's over 180 different ethnicities represented in Jackson Heights alone, just in that one neighborhood. 160,000 people, 180 different ethnicities. So we were standing, uh, Monica and I went to just check this, this ministry out a little bit more, and we were standing with a couple of our friends who were doing the same thing, who are actually joining us, um, you know, next next summer? So that's really exciting. We are standing on the corner of Diversity Plaza, and I'm looking over, and I'm wrestling. God, what what does this look like for our family? We're asking God. We know your heart for the nations. We want your heart for the nations. Please give us your heart. But what does this look like for a family of seven? To reach all nations, we can't travel the world and tell people about Jesus. So so what does this look like? And then we're standing there on the edge of Diversity Plaza. And I almost audibly, I mean, this is as close as, as I've ever heard God's audible voice. It was that clear in my soul. I'm standing there, I'm looking over the sea of people. And you, there's, there's Muslims, there's Hindus, there's, there's Sikh, there's, there's, um, there's atheists walking. There's every ethnicity that you can imagine right in this one plaza. And it was Revelation 5, 9 right in front of our eyes. Every tribe and language and people and nation and tongue right there. And that's where God said to both me and my wife, we're standing at both opposite ends and just praying over, over this crowd of people. And, and God to both me and my wife, as we told each other later, he, he, he said this here. This is where I'm calling you, right here. So that's why we're in Queens. And we're just, we're just seeking to be disciples who make disciples and just live out loud for Jesus. So, so that's a little bit about us, a little bit about our family. Here's a picture of our family, I think. Yeah, there we go. So that's so it's it's my wife Monica, and then our our kids Riley. She just turned twelve on Friday. Kira is ten. Carson is the one kind of huddled up next to me. He's seven. Aiden is six, and Gavin is four. And I need an applause just for getting those right. <laughs> They, they change all the time and keep confusing me. <laughs> so, so here's a visual of our family and how you guys can be praying for us. Just a couple really, really big prayers. Um, pray for everything that we do to come out of our abiding with Jesus. So, so here's, here, I'm just going to let you in on a struggle of mine. I can be a go-getter. I can go, 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 go. And, and if I'm not, if, the, if my ministry is not coming out of my abiding with Jesus, if I'm not abiding with him, there, there can't be any fruit. So pray that, that everything, that me, that my wife, that our kids, everything that we do comes first out of that relationship of, of realizing our identity and, and who we are in Jesus. Um, pray for our family to continue to draw closer together. This transition has been amazing. It has been so smooth, and it's only the kindness of God that has been so, so smooth to move. It's a, Downingtown, Pennsylvania, with farmland kind of all, all around us, is very, very different than living in a row home with no yard, um, with, with five kids. It's a, just a culture shock. It's very different. But in that, um, I think God has been able to really open our eyes to just see this as an adventure and see the amazing 
um, new opportunities that we have in front of us, and every single one of our kids are so excited. They already called New York home. Um, so we'll, we came back here. Um, I was I was officiating a friend's wedding a couple weeks ago. We came down here, and my my son, my four year old, said, "Dad, why don't we go back home?" And that I mean, this was their home. They were born here, born and raised here, and he's already at four years old. He's already saying. When are we going back home? And that's what we wanted. We've been praying, God, will you, will you make this home quickly for us? Will you allow us? Because our roots were deep in downtown, very deep. We had, we had big family, big community, church family who loved us. And um, that was hard. So we were asking, God, will you please allow us to dig roots deep down here quickly? And he's allowed that. Um, so, so just pray for our family to continue to draw closer, closer together. Satan wants to attack my marriage. Satan does not care about my kids. He hates my kids. He wants to get after my kids. He wants to ruin our family because without a healthy marriage, without abiding in Jesus, without a healthy marriage, without a healthy family, ministry is nothing. So if he wants to kill this ministry, he's going to come after these, these things. So we need prayer warriors to be praying for our family and praying for the ministry. And pray for, for the gospel to spread from Queens to the world. I know that's a huge prayer. That, that's a big one. So I'll give you a couple specifics. Pray, I uh, meet tomorrow morning with a, with a guy from Taiwan. Um, um, he is so close to faith, I, I believe. We shared the gospel with him, and he said he's interested. Um, this was a couple weeks ago, and now we're meeting every Monday morning um, to just go through another Jesus story. And he says, I'm interested in, in knowing who Jesus is. Um, so we're, we're seeking to, to, to know, to see, to allow him to see Jesus as king. So we're really praying for it. So you can pray for that specifically. Um, and then uh, a man named Russell. His name's Miraz, um, but he says, call, call me Russell. Um, I met him at a mosque the, the other day. He came up and just in, introduced himself to me, and we started talking. And he, he told me, um, he's, he's, a, he's a very passionate um, Muslim, follower of Islam, but he said, I've been reading the Quran, and I have a bunch of questions. And I, I introduced myself as a follower of Isa Masih, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah. And, and he said, I want to know more about this Jesus. Can we, can we talk? And I said, we can go through the holy books together. I'd, I'd love, I wanted to, you know, see, if, I wanted to kind of meet him where he was. So, so I said, we could look at the Quran first. Let's look at the Quran and let's look at the Bible. And let's, let's see let, um, with fresh eyes. And he said, no. And I was disappointed. He said, no, I don't want to do that. He said, I only want to look at the Bible with you. So we, we're doing a Bible study every two weeks. So his name is Miraz, and I found out what Miraz means. It's actually um, path to truth is what his name means. So just pray, pray for that man um, as well. So those are just a couple things. I could go on, but a couple specifics that you can tie into for the gospel to spread from Queens to the world. He's from Bangladesh. Um, so those are some ways that you can be praying for a family. So now we're going to do something a little bit different. A little bit unique, all right? So um, I need everybody to, to pull out your Bibles, your Bible, your phone or something. So we're going to be looking at a passage. It's actually my favorite Christmas passage. So I love the timing of, of this, the start of, of Advent. So we're going to be looking at my favorite Christmas passage. Can, can we get some, a couple people to maybe hand these, hand these out and some, some pens? Uh, actually, no, no, no. Let's wait on that. Sorry. That's for, that's for later. So let's, let's wait on that. Um, if you want to take your own notes, you can take your own notes. Um, so we're going to do a Bible study together, right? As, as a body of Christ, together. If, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're a spirit-filled believer, 
And we all have the same spirit to, to illumine the scriptures together for us, right? So we're actually going to do, and this is, this is participatory. Did I say that word right? Oh, that's a hard word to say for me. <laughs> participatory. Now I'm going to say it a lot because I, I got it. Um, so this is, we're all going to do, do this together. So we can't be a quiet group, all right? So this is not going to be just me speaking, speaking biblical truth to, to you guys. We're going to be speaking biblical truth to each other. All right. So this is actually, this does a couple things. This is actually giving you a glimpse of, of what we do. We, we call these discovery Bible studies. So we'll try to gather. So we'll share, um, we'll share the gospel with somebody. If they seem interested, we're seeking for spiritually interested people. So if they seem interested in knowing who Jesus is, then we'll start a Bible study and we'll encourage them. Get, gather your family and friends and let's do a Bible study together. And we'll meet in their home or we'll meet in a coffee shop or something and we'll do a discovery Bible study. So we'll look, we'll, we'll look at a, a, a story of, of Jesus and, and we'll allow them. So instead of me telling them what the story is, is saying, um, we'll actually allow them to, to find out for themselves um, straight from the word of God. What, is, what, what does the word of God say about Jesus? And allow them to, to discover Jesus for, them, for themselves. So we're actually going to be looking at Philippians chapter 2. It's the best Christmas story in the Bible. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. All right, so I'm going to read the whole thing, but then I'm going to actually ask somebody else to come up. So I'm reading out of the, the ESV. Is that what you guys normally? So then I'm going to ask somebody else, so whoever wants to, um, possibly maybe with a different version. So we can take, so I'm going to read out of the ESV if, if you have a different version with you. Read that. So we'll read the story a couple times together, and then we're just going to walk through, walk through it together. I'm going to ask some specific questions um, that we'll walk, walk through it together and see what God wants to say to us through his word this morning. All right? So, so Philippians chapter 2, 1, 1 through 11. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So let's have one more. Who else wants to come up and read? We've got to get the juices flowing here. Let's go. Yeah, all right. So yeah, just that same passage, Philippians 1, or 2, 1 through 11. You can read it from wherever, wherever you are. you got a booming voice. Amen. Let me pray. Yeah, so Father, we know that your word will always accomplish its purpose. So Father, we ask right now that through your spirit and through your word that, that you will speak truth to us um, and not allow us to just 
soak it in and keep it, but God, ring us out all over the place with, with your truth and, and the story of Jesus and who Jesus is and how he's king in our life. Lord, allow us to, to speak and share that truth with, with others. Um, Lord, accomplish what you will today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we want to engage Scripture with, with all of our being, with our head, with our heart, and with our hands, right? So, so the idea, so we're just going to flow through it this way. We're going to look at it with our head. What is this passage saying? So, so what are some big things that, that, that it's saying? And then we're going to engage our heart. So what, is, what does that mean? You know, how do I feel? We shouldn't just negate feelings. God created us as, as emotional feeling beings. How does this passage make me feel? Let's be honest with, with, with this passage. And then with hands, what do we do about it? We should never, ever, ever go to God's word, engage with God's word, and walk away the same. Never. God's word should always be engaged or uh, changing us, right? So we should always be doing something about it, living a certain way. So, so we'll engage it this, this way. So that's a, the first question. What does this passage say about Jesus? What do we see about Jesus in this passage? And this is where I'm going to need some voices. So whatever you, you look at the passage, what, what do we see about Jesus? He's obedient. Yeah. Humble. Selfless. What else do we see about Jesus in this passage? He's been exalted. Anything else? Took on the likeness of men. That's the, that's the, so, incarnation. Mm, incarnation. Yeah, that's that's what Christmas is all about, right? Humbled himself to be take on the likeness of men. So something in, um, I'm gonna go kind of in in and out of the the Bible. So something that I've learned in Discovery Bible studies is to to embrace and to be okay with silence, uh, allowing. You know, so we'll just continue. You know, anything else that we see about Jesus, I don't want to move on too too quickly. He's loving. Yeah. Yeah, there's no age limit here, too. So if you're younger and you see something, say something. Shout it out. Receives worship. Uplifting. Good. Merciful. Passionate. Joyful. Great one. He's joyful. Servant. Love it. We're getting down to the bottom of the board. This is good. Worthy. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess, right? He's worthy. Peaceful. I'll add one. I know some of these kind of point to it, but I know this has been kind of a, a theme that I've heard this morning, at least, and that you guys have, have seen through Colossians. He's king. He's exalted. So he's, he's king. Everybody's going to bow to him. It's forgiving. Ooh, that's good. So let's. This is a. This is a lot. Just a few verses say about who Jesus is, right? So let's 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 look at then. What is and I know we could I know we could go on. But for sake of time and stomach scrolling, I'm gonna move on to, to what is the what does the passage say? Oh yeah. Sacrifice. That's a great one. Sacrificial. Powerful. All right. We're not moving on. Let's go. Let's keep going. 
That's good. So what about us? Or what about the other, the, the, the people that Paul is speaking to, the followers of Jesus in, in these verses? What do we see in this text? Pride. Pride. The bad kind. Sinful. Arrogant. Selfish. Mm, yep. Yep. Sinners. Opportunity to receive. Yeah, that's really good. So I guess we could have just summed it up by saying, good, bad. <laughs> we need this guy, right? So, no, but this is good. This is, this is allowing the text to, to speak for itself, right? So this is all coming from we're observing the text. We're, 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 we're um, using our heads, the brains that God has given to us, and taking out what, is, what are we seeing in, in the text. Now let's jump over, and again, we could spend some more time, time on here, but let's jump over to, to the heart side of things. Let's ask some, some specific questions about the text. How does this text make me, make me feel? Um, so I, just some specific ones that, that, that I like to use. And if you ever do a, a Bible study with somebody else, you don't have to use this exact format, but this is something I find is, is useful, just, just taking a look at the text. Are there any sins to avoid? Are there any sins specific here to, to avoid? Selfishness, pride, oh, rivalry, I was like, bribery, what other version is that? Like, I don't know what version you got, but deceit, deceive, okay, that's what I thought I was hearing that. This is where it gets heart level, like, hmm, what about my heart? What about my body, like our, the church body here, what are, what are some things that maybe the Spirit wants to speak to? So are there sins to avoid? Any other sins that we see in this passage that Paul's speaking directly to? What about this? Let's jump over to, are there any promises to keep? Yeah, amen, right? He will come back. He will return. That one gets an exclamation point. And any other promises in this text that he can forgive? His, his loyalty? What, can you elaborate on that one? Yeah, yeah, that's good. We can hold on to that promise for sure. There's a big one. What about it near the end of the passage? Yeah, every tongue will confess. That's a promise. And every knee will bow, right? Those, those promises have huge implications. We know that that's going to happen whether it happens on our timetable or not. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Embodiment of all truth. Yeah, yeah, so we can, we can have a Christ-like mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's transformative right there. That's good. Some big promises in this passage. What about... Um, let's think about any examples, any examples that we can follow in this passage. Self-forgetfulness. Okay. Obedience. Yep. Great example of obedience. Probably the, the most supreme example of obedience and humility is represented in this passage in, in Jesus, right? 
considering where he came from to what he came to, to us. This is why I love, my family actually reads this passage every Christmas morning, um, just because it's just, it reminds us of Jesus' humility and coming, coming to this earth, coming to us. So those are big ones. And then all these examples are, are obviously embodied in Jesus, right? So, so the best example to follow is Jesus, who represents all of these things just within this passage that, that, that we see. Um, let's see, sins, promises, examples. What about any commands? Do we see any commands to obey here? So who wants to condense that? Who wants to condense that? Count others more significant than yourselves. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Just put others over self. Ah, that's good. Any other any other commands that, that we see? And may, maybe not. We don't have to make anything up. Don't we don't need to put words into the text, but what does the text say? Follow Christ's example? Yeah. Yeah, so knowing that truth that every tongue will confess. We have, uh, there's a command within that to, to tell people. Be of the same mind, like-minded. And this just links in, I mean, obviously, Scripture, interpreting Scripture, that just links right into us being a body. One, one body put together. All right, so we see, we see this about Jesus. This is who Jesus is. This is, this is who we are. Here, here are some, some things that kind of get heart level. Let's dig a little bit deeper. What, what can we, let's make some action out of it. What can we avoid? What can we keep? What can we follow? What can we obey in this passage? And then, and then under hands, what, what do we do about it? So it's, it, we could stop here. Like, oh, we did a pretty good little study of this, this passage. We know more things about Jesus maybe than, than we, we did before going in. And that's great. We can't stop here seeing Oh, this is how we should live it out. <laughs> but if you stop here, we've, we've, we've really done nothing, right? We need to, now we should walk away different. We should walk away changed. So, so what do we do? You know, Jesus doesn't mince words when he talks about obedience. He says um, in Matthew 7, he talks about um, the, the foolish man is he who hears my words and does not obey them. The wise man is he who hears my words and obeys them. So, so what does obedience look like in regards to this passage? Spread his word. That's a good one. Spread his word. Follow him. Follow him. Yes. Love others. Ooh, good. You were paying attention to the text. Be more giving. Any other, any other ways that we can that we can obey. It's a pretty good list, right? So, so, he, so here's what I'm going to do, do right now. Um, so sometimes, and it's really good to do this, and I've, I've, I've done this a lot. You know, you, we preach a message, and you, there's one main point. Let's get, let's really, this, this text is kind of driving to this, this point, and that's, that's really good. But what I want to do this morning, again, it's a little bit different, right? So what I want to do this morning is take some time. We're actually going to take a couple minutes of silence and just pray and just ask God. Maybe it's on this list. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's something that God's stirring, stirring in, in your heart that you didn't say out loud about what obedience looks like. 
but, but ask God, what does obedience look like for me? And how can I obey what the Spirit is teaching me in this, in this text? Right? You don't need to tell anybody. R- write it down, but do it. O- obey it. I would encourage you to tell somebody, but you don't have to. You don't have to speak it out in front of the church, but bring somebody alongside. It's community, right? This is your family. Bring somebody alongside. This is what the Spirit of God told me to, to obey. This, here's how I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Praying for direction. That's good. All right, so we're going we're gonna to take, take two minutes of just silent time, time with the Lord and, and ask Him how you can obey what the Spirit's been teaching you through this passage this morning. Spirit of God, will you speak to us exactly, every single one of us right now, will you speak to us exactly with um, what you would have us to, to apply to, to our lives through, through this, this truth? Um, it's your word. You've revealed yourself to us in this. We're so thankful. Thank you, Father, for doing that. Help us by the power of your spirit um, to, to live this out in, in our day-to-day in very, very practical ways. Um, in Jesus' name, amen.